Extra Life unites thousands of gamers around the world to play games in support of their local Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Since its inception in 2008, Extra Life has raised more than $40 million for sick and injured kids. Visit geektherapy.com slash extra life to learn more and join us on November 7th in raising funds to help kids. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Josue Cardona, and with me are Lynn Keller. Yo. And Laura Taylor. Hey. Yo. All right, it's my turn this week. And this is the last episode we will record before the election. And I've been thinking about... There's, I mean, this isn't something new, but it's... You know, people complain about stuff on the internet, uh, <laughs> and and sometimes you see people complaining about how, like, oh, why did it have to make this, um, like, like get your social justice out of my politics, get your uh, out of my, I'm gonna go out of my comics, or get your politics out of my, you know, out of my superhero movies, or get your feminism out of my video game, or stuff like that. And I'm like, I always, you know, I'm 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 not even here to engage on on. Uh, or or give my opinion on those types of reactions. But I, I have been reflecting on the importance of all of that because I, I read a Vox article recently that talked about how campaigning, like letter writing, calling, all these things, like they just don't work. It was like this big meta study, 49 different um, uh, studies that were that were done. So this, this just pretty interesting article and i don't know i mean i don't know i i have i don't know how effective any of that stuff is but according to this particular article none of that is very effective particularly in changing minds and and even educating people right like to, to educate someone like you've got to be open to it um i was talking to someone earlier today who was like oh i want to when someone says something stupid on facebook i want to engage and I'm like, but you you can't change other people's minds, right? And then they were like, oh, no, no, but I, I've had my mind changed from things that I've seen online. I'm like, yeah, but just think about all of the prerequisites for that to happen. Think of all of the things that had to be in place in you for that to happen. Now assume that that other person is interested in learning more, open to new ideas, you know, wants to learn, et cetera, all of these different things that may not be in place when you are, you know, writing angry tweets or or angry comments online, a lot of people don't want discourse, you know, like if you see a question, then, then maybe engage, you know, because maybe, maybe that person, you know, they're like, Oh, is that true? Like then, then, you know, jump in, have fun, uh, see what happens. But going into an expectation with like, that you're going to change minds is kind of, kind of strange and, uh, or, or ineffective. So, I was thinking about how, well, then how, how do we get educated? And, and we, we talk about this all the time. There's so many things that we learn for good or bad from, from media, but just the exposure to these different ideas. And it's just, it's just so, so important. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how important it is to even like, just have more media about voting around voting season, right? Because that at least keeps it on people's minds that it's time to vote. Um, and when different issues come up, just like continually seeing them in different places. In in the work that I'm doing now, uh, in my day job, one thing that I've I've thought a lot about is how some people will like go to a social justice training or a race training or something like that, and they're like, "Oh, but I I knew this already," or I've or I've been to a training like this before. It's like, yeah, but if but we need to do this often. We need to practice this. Going one time, like, um, you know, for all the therapists in the audience, uh, you take one multicultural competency class and you're expected to be able to deal with, you know, all diversity and be super respectful and you're good. And I, I hate those classes for a number of reasons. Some people now talk about cultural humility versus cultural competence, the idea that you're learning to accept the fact that you don't know what's going on in other places. I like that. I like that, that, you know, coming into it from that perspective instead of coming in as like, 
I know, I know everything about your culture or your people or this and that. From that I, paragraph in that chapter in that book. Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I, seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's so important to just go back and do it again and see it from different perspectives and hear different voices. And, you know, I, I, I want to celebrate that and acknowledge how important it is um, before, before the election. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to talk about. Any ideas? I, I told you all that's what I wanted to talk about. Any ideas um, that you wanted to bring up regarding this? You can just agree with me. And <laughs> I mean, I was before in, in the pre-show we were talking about. I just watched Borat too. Mm-hmm. What is it? This I don't I even don't know the title. Yeah, I, I mean, don't it's know. long. It's very long, and it uh, changed also from yeah. when it was announced to when it was published. Yeah, um, and that was a good, um, good. I don't know. It was an eye-opening experience, um, but it definitely keeps your mind on current events and current politics. It's, what, 10 months behind? Because it was filmed in, like, January, February. Um, but, like, what issues are touched on the, in the movie? On COVID and policy mm-hmm. and policy from the current administration. Mm-hmm. Trump's policies, Pence's policies on... All kinds of things. Um, he travels to Texas um, and l- talks to a lot of people that live in Texas about a lot of things. And I have nothing against Texans. Um, but he was talking to a certain demographic of Texans. Um, he goes to a anti-mask uh, rally. That one was uh, particularly interesting to watch. Um but it gets your your mind thinking and it was it was humorous in a way like I could laugh so I didn't cry. Um but after watching the movie we switched to SNL which has been our way like shows like that and um Daily Show and s- that's a good way to get some information about what's going on with a little bit of little bit of humor. Uh to make it palatable and keep your mind on voting and keep your mind on, I don't know, current events. I like those shows. It's fun. Like, like Borat is, is parody in many ways. But mm-hmm. if you didn't believe that anti-mask rallies or parties were a thing and he's showing you one and this is the first time you're seeing something like that, at the very least you have like more information to be like, wait, wait, was this true? Was this real? Are these really happening? Like I'd heard a thing, but I hadn't seen it. So no, it was a, it was a real one. That he no, no, I to. know. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying when you, when you, when you just, if someone is watching the movie and I'm trying oh, right, to see right, right. what benefits there could possibly be along these lines, right. From, mm-hmm. from a movie like Borat. Right? <laughs> um, and then, and and yeah, I think I think there is some like it's live action, it's it's exposure, and it's it is showing something that really happened through a particular lens, um, <laughs> right? It, it's not mm-hmm. news, but um, if it can at least get you thinking about, it, be like, what a, do those actually happen? And then you start googling, you know, whatever they they were called, and then you're like, oh, there are news articles about this. This is there's coverage of these things. Um, mm-hmm. This is really happening that way. I didn't know. And it was interesting because of the way the show is filmed, like. They don't know until after that it's for a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's interacting with a couple of guys that have some really um, interesting perspectives on uh, on Obama. Uh, I'll put it that way. Um, But throughout the conversation, they say some things like they started to talk about, I think, I don't remember what word they used, but they were talking about gay people. And Nina and I looked at each other and we were like, oh, no. And they said something that was actually really affirming. And I was like, wait, that's so it kind of changed my mind about people. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you mentioned SNL. So when SNL was covering, when they had Tina Fey. Um, doing the Sarah Palin interviews. Like, all she did was, she literally just, she didn't parody her. Like, she just quoted her, right? Like, she didn't parody her. She 
parroted her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was just it was just like an impersonation, um, straightforward with her own words, right? It was a, it wasn't even they didn't try to change anything, and that was the joke, right? It was. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. That was, that was pretty informative. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> it's one way to do it. I mean, SNL, you know, I mean, um, I don't know if they were always, um, if they always relied so heavily on politics or if, or if they just have too much material now that is like, it's just, you can't avoid it. Um, but There I, was like, a sketch I, this week about like, what are we going to talk about after Trump? Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. about SNL, but I'm really yeah. like, what are they going to do? I've had that conversation. What are they going to do? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like showing Steve Bannon as like death, and you know, and like uh, the impersonations of different politicians. I don't, I don't, I don't know. At the very least, they do keep it top of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that is an example. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing you said after SNL? Um, uh, Daily Show, Trevor Noah. Yeah, so Daily Show, Daily Show is, I think it's a legit news show. Mm-hmm. He's just oh, presenting yeah. it. It's like your friend is telling you what happened in the news and and mm-hmm. trying out some jokes in between. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very different like stair step like Borat SNL and the Daily Show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Link any 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 thoughts that you wanted to bring up um or any specific uh media examples about this? I don't know. I f- I'm feeling like real cynical about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Um, I mean, when you when you brought up the topic, I I immediately was thinking of video games mm-hmm. and the you keep politics out of video games, gamer gate bullshit. Yep, that has a mm-hmm. ton of negative connotation to it. But I also yep. just think like. We're existing under capitalism. Our media is being made based on, you know, who has the capital to decide what gets made, which means a lot of information is chosen for you. It's not necessarily giving you space to learn new ideas and discover new things. It's giving you very specific things that they want you to believe in or assume is true. Mm-hmm. Um because that's how you make money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. And the they, but the they is a lot of people. So yes. they can, the they can give you all sorts of different messaging. Yes, but I would say most mainstream, you know, like television broadcast channels mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like, their value system isn't prioritizing teaching new ideology or explaining systemic problem. It's the, the main value is making money and you can get great outcomes that just sort of happen from that, but that isn't the main focus of what they're creating, what they're trying to sell to you. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for reminding us of your cynicism, uh, up front. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. Like uh so Oops all capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean uh, always good to 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 keep in mind. Um but sometimes that's the only opportunity we have to reach certain people because that's that's all there is. Mm-hmm. And if any of it gets through, I get it. Like I on the one hand I hear myself sometimes saying like well, you know, at least at least there's one gay person in there. That's that's progress. And it's like that is uh, like you know, realistically, it's like, ugh, it's it sucks that we're considering this progress. But I think that it does a disservice to the progress to not acknowledge it in some in some way and acknowledge the effect that it can have on people, regardless yeah, I, of if somebody's trying to make money off of the idea. Um, that doesn't mean that the effect that that it can't have some sort of positive uh, effect, even if it I, has a mostly yeah. negative effect. I, I totally agree with that. And and there's the complexity of, you know, how like vast groups of people are responsible for creating any singular piece of media, right? Is if you look at um oh, here here's a good example. Steven Universe. Rebecca Sugar mm-hmm. is creating a show created a show it has lots of progressive ideas it is framing a lot of things in ways that 
haven't been talked about in in media, let alone children's cartoons. She had to fight for a lot of representation to actually happen. And it, it takes like social capital to be able to fight for that kind of stuff. And so the idea is that a lot of pieces of media may ultimately be more supportive of the existing status quo, um, but has these little pieces in it that are, you know, from the creators trying to express something else that is trying to like, oh, it's a little bit hidden in there. You got to look for it. And I think that, I mean, that's the power of media is being able to engage with it and try and, you know, find hidden meanings and, and, you know, implications of distinct ideas that are coexisting within a piece. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to come across as like, it's all, it's all bad. I just, it takes, it takes more brain power to engage with media, uh, and find like the good nuggets and, and avoid the generalizations that are just everywhere that we're supposed to accept as norms, but are actually in of themselves political statements. I appreciate your cynicism always. Always, <laughs> in your perspective, um, Steven Universe is a is a is a yeah. It's an interesting example, but like yeah, I mean, just looking at you know what what Steven Universe did for uh, Cartoon Network cartoons, mm-hmm. and then uh, Shira coming out on Netflix, and like that show is gay as hell, and that mm-hmm. would not have existed ten years ago. Yeah. 20 years also, ago, 30 L- years Lumberjanes ago. is coming out, just saying, as an animated show. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, even even though I would say most media corporations are of the, the general belief of, like, it, they don't have any deeper ideolo- ideology besides make money, I think that the people creating things do have ideologies that they are trying to express within their art, and it's just, it requires us as viewers to be mindful of how those messages are being communicated to us and, and choose which ones that we think are more meaningful to us. Yeah. I mean, something like Shira, right. Let's say, let's say the pitch was, you know, gay people have money. We can get their money too. Right. And then, and then, and then, and then that's it. Right. That you convince somebody there's always as a creator, you don't have the money to make the thing that you want to make. So there are always compromises that are made. Yes. Um, everybody's like, everybody's compromising something, right? Like the people who are giving you the money probably don't want you to probably want you to do it a little differently, but they're still willing to, you know, make concessions and it's a, it's a give or take. And um, if you really think hard about it, sometimes it's like, it's a miracle. Some of these things ever, ever happened for sure. But there's, but there's different money out there, right? There's, 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 there's progressive money, there's conservative money, there's lots of stuff. And, um, and a lot of like, there are some, I mean, there are agendas, right? There are they're like, Oh no, no, no. Like we actually do want to do this because we want to push this, um, a little further. And there are people who are, who don't want to push things, you know, who are combating it, et cetera, going back and forth. There's always, there's, that's constantly going on. And I think, I think it will, will always go on. But yet we still get um, a lot of stuff in in uh, popular mainstream media in you know in movie theaters on broadcast television in comic books in AAA video games, right? That that are that can make you think, and I think a lot of a lot of sometimes it's just. Sometimes you just watch an episode of a sitcom or a show and it's just they're introducing an idea, right? Or, or reflecting an idea from from real life that mm-hmm. might be people's um, first or only exposure or might be a different version of a story that you don't hear. Like, I think that a lot of – we're being very broad in what we're discussing. But if you talk about specific things like, you know – racism and then you look at that and you're like oh wait a minute i've seen that represented in different shows through anthropomorphic animals through um through aliens right through uh, different different things and you're like oh okay no i get the idea of what's of what's going on there and then 
I, I think that that can be super, super valuable. And, and it is very, very valuable. Some are way more explicit. Like there was an episode mm-hmm. of, um, what's it called? Uh, One Day at a Time. Did you see the animated episode, Lara? Uh-huh. I did. Yeah. The one so that they've done after COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but there's more after COVID. There's more after that. That no. was the that was the only one they've done after COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they couldn't meet, so they they re- they did an animated episode, and that one took on the Trump administration head on and discussed. But it, and it showed two families discussing the you know current events and politics, and I thought it was a I thought it was a great episode. It it, it almost it got away with stuff that it couldn't get away with in like a live action like. Maybe the 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 dream sequences, yeah. like the imagination sequences. I think where um, I mean there was like an Penelope was on top of her cousin, like beating the crap out of her. Yeah. Don't think that would have been on this family friendly show. Rita Moreno's uh, character literally punched her sister, and there was blood flying. Like that would have never it, happened exactly. in the live action version. But the episode is about. It was, was about COVID and how things were being handled and about the future election and about having um, a family in which you have different political views. And they went and, and they discussed them how seriously. How to find common ground and... Trying to understand yeah. each other, you know, and, and, and they show you that version. Like, I wish we could just, you know, duke it out, right? And and, mm. and, and see who, who comes out on top. But but no, like there was a lot of discussion and, you know, I don't think they agreed. I I love Blackish. Like I love that show Blackish and I believe I'm sure they've had tons of pushback over over the many years that they've been on the air, but there was only one episode ever that they were not allowed to air. And it had to do with kneeling at um a, a game. And when you think about all of the other things that they've covered on that show, that one it's it's very strange. That one seems tame compared to many of the other um, topics that they've covered, and that was that one was specifically in that moment. It seemed too polarizing for the for the you know for for the higher ups, and they were and they were told to shelve it. I mm-hmm. believe they were told to wait and and publish it later, you know, like and like broadcast it later, but the creator was was very upset about it and left the show over that my understanding but that show always presents multiple perspectives like it shows like he, every time dre is at work he brings up an idea and he's got like the whitest colleagues in the world with like the most like the most ignorant white colleagues in the world and they're there to present like an extreme perspective and he's he's arguing with them but he but he's also like and, and i don't know i love that the show rarely settles on a on an answer it just wants to have these discussions and show that there are different perspectives i find that that's really great and the show is super entertaining i think the show is 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 very is very funny i find it very funny and i mean that's that's a political choice in of itself to mm-hmm. have your show be structured around the idea of of providing different arguments mm-hmm. And being like this, this is a debate, but then never being like this is the stance we are taking as a show, as our characters within the show, um, as showrunners. It's more like that is the the purpose of what they are trying to do is not say this is right or this is wrong. This is my politics. This is not my politics. It's just being like we want you to see that these are political uh, arguments that are happening. This is a debate that is ongoing. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, there's there's definitely they come closer to uh, statements than non-statements um, in every single episode. I don't know if you, I don't know if you you've watched the show. Only watched like two episodes. Yeah, um, and for when we recorded about it before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it does, it does. I mean, it it is very much um, like I said, like yeah, it it, it does present different perspectives and sometimes when it's more complicated yeah i mean but it is a political choice right it's the idea that hey maybe maybe we can push some discourse forward maybe we can present um just having like let's have a dialogue about it and let's see yeah. why these and people I, I, feel I, I, this way i didn't yeah. want that to come across as that yeah. was a bad thing about the show i'm just yeah. saying like that is that is a choice oh that yeah is a 100%. choice that has been yeah. made yep. um with intention yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so i think that that's 
it, it is interesting to see shows that come with political intention, with with political ideology that they are incorporating versus like trying to shoehorn something in or mm-hmm. <laughs> excavate it out later. Hmm. Like, um, like, like what? Like, what do you mean? Like everything else? <laughs> I don't know. I guess my, what my brain keeps going to is yeah. like the Simpsons and the difference mm-hmm. in the Simpsons politics from the first, you know, two seasons and then seasons three through seven, eight. And then the more recent seasons, they have like very different politics. And part of that is just, time has passed and part of it is the people who are working on the show have changed Hmm. several times Hmm. um do you have an example i'm not super familiar with the simpsons enough to know i i don't have an exact uh an example off the top of my head i gotta i gotta think on it a little bit more okay but do you mean like like the portrayal of like politicians or or ideas sometimes there's i mean you know in the earlier in the earlier seasons, it was more about ideas than people. But as the show went on, they got more into the like bringing in voice actors as part of the thing, and so actual like politicians and people would show up, yeah, um, or you know people pretending to be politicians and such. Yeah, um, I can't, I can't think of it in a, an example. Okay, okay. Do you mean something like like Apu changing voice actors? Like, I mean, that could be part of it. It no. could be the way that um, Lisa's politics are treated in the early seasons as something worth discussing and having a conversation about, and maybe like actually she's right and she has good points. To later in the show becoming just a punchline mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Lisa's politics. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, something that happens too is just like, well, what's funnier, right? Like, like some people will like, you'll tell the joke in a different way than than even your beliefs if it's like, it just lands funnier this way or or something it's like that, just right? Funnier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's certainly an aspect. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's also just the aspect of The Simpsons has been running so long is like, how do we even write new jokes now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In many, uh, many, many years. Yeah. On November 7th, the Geek Therapy community is participating in the annual Extra Life Marathon, where we play games for 24 hours to raise funds for Children's Miracles Network hospitals around the world. Since 2008, Extra Life has raised more than $40 million for sick and injured kids. If you want to help out, you have two options available at geektherapy.com slash extra life. First, you can join our team called Rare Candy, which Lara has been running for eight years, and raise funds from family and friends and play on November 7th. Or you can donate right now to any member of Rare Candy. On November 7th, Geek Therapy will be streaming live for 24 hours on Twitch at twitch.tv slash geektherapy as we continue to raise funds on game day. Visit geektherapy.com slash extra life to learn more, join our team, or donate. Thank you, and I hope to see you on November 7th. There's like there's like an infinite number of examples of, of how this can be um, valuable. I've there's a story that I, I I share sometimes when I'm doing trainings of I have a client who I had a client who I I presented with my um my my comic book collection and he looked at it and I didn't I didn't say anything I was like just like hey you know pick a comic book if you want to read um from here and he's scrolling through my iPad just looks through and picks a Green Lantern comic and then picked one like. Of all, of all the ones I picked, uh, Green Lantern went in, picked one very particular Green Lantern comic, and afterwards, um, there was like it, it was a great experience. But the reason why he chose that comic book, I believe, is because it was one of the only comic books with someone with a black. It was a black person on the cover, and my client was black, and just gravitated towards that and felt way more comfortable with that. Right, like that's. That was that was so 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 valuable, and that's one of the things that that w- when it comes up, I always find it funny, right? It's like, oh, like they chose a, a female um, protagonist because you know because it's political, or they're trying to be 
you know, progressive or, or whatever, even though, I mean, the real reason more often, more, more and more often is that those movies are making more money. Um, right. So, and you can't prove that it wasn't because it had a female, a female lead. Um, and that may be it, but that doesn't mean that it's not super, you know, uh, empowering for, for girls to see, you know, a woman in the heroic role or a woman that can save other people or doesn't need saving. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, so valuable. And there are a lot of ideas. It's the more, the more we talk about this, the more it's like reinforced for me every day that without these fictional media examples, it would, it, it continues to be harder and harder to talk about these topics. Maybe even, even like, yeah, like the current climate. I don't I, I wish I could be more specific, right? But just like talking about serious issues, right? Is just it get it can get so volatile so quickly. And yet I feel like bringing up a media example of something that someone has 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 seen or something that a lot of people have seen and understand just makes it easier to to discuss and 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 touch on. Just in, I mean, in that's true for um, my, at my last job. My coworkers and I, we would watch. There were a couple of shows we watched together, together in quotes. Like we'd watch it at home and then come talk about it the next day. One of them was Game of Thrones, uh, but Grey's Anatomy and uh, Scandal were other ones that I think Scandal directly like touches on politics and the dark side of politics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But when you look at, and the political system, but when you look at Grey's Anatomy, I think there's a, you get that more uh, different perspectives, kind of things you wouldn't normally think about things that are current. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about the episode where um, Dr. Bailey and her husband had to sit down with their son and tell, give him the talk about, like, always be nice to the police officer. Don't put your hands in your pockets. Use a nice tone of voice and what to do and what to say. And I think that was something that some of my other coworkers were talking about in the office. Like, I never thought about the, having to have that conversation with my with a child. Um, and we worked with primarily black and Latino children, primarily black and Latino boys. Um, So it gave them a lot of perspective on that. Um, And Grey's Anatomy tackles other things like um, Dr. Bailey is black and she's a doctor and she went to a hospital and said, I think I'm having a heart attack and they didn't believe her. (laughs) Like talking, touching on all kinds of things and, and, systems that don't work um yeah. and things yeah. that have been turned into political weapons and things that we need to just change yeah and you're hitting on what what i really wanted to get at was that it rep- your life experiences are limited and if the people mm-hmm. who you have access to um is limited then you don't know what people are going through and on a daily basis i'm constantly talking to people and it's like, oh, well, you know, well, they should just do that or they should just do this. So it's like, but you haven't considered the fact that all of these other things are possible. I was actually, I was speaking to a therapist the other day. Um, we were talking about, uh, we're talking about psychiatrists. And <laughs> last week I talked to you all about psychiatrists offline. Um, I, my experience professionally with psychiatrists and personally has not been a good one for the most, for the most part. And that has a lot to do with the system that we have, right? It's like 15 minute sessions and, and, you know, like medication, let's see how it goes. And then we'll, we'll adjust later, like all these different things that just, just, just suck. And I was talking about, you know, like the, the, that I worked at a clinic once where we were Medicaid funded in a community mental health clinic. And there were, um, there were like, there were days where, where the clinicians were told, double book all your sessions because because it's a lot of people don't want to come there may be no shows we need to make more money make sure that you double book all your sessions if more than one client shows up at the for the same hour 
than just do a half hour session. Right. I worked a psychiatrist who for, for, for like, it was like a three to four month waiting period for them to see a client for 15 minutes. Right. It's like, it's that kind of thing. So it's, it was very frustrating. And I was talking to someone and they said, if they hear this, I hope that, I hope I'm, I'm not uh, misrepresenting them, but it was, um, like, well, you know, even in 15 minutes, you can do good work. And I was like, yeah, no, absolutely. You could, ex- but if you're in a community mental health uh, center where you're overworked and you have three days in a row where you actually did have those 16 clients show up and you're exhausted and you're see- you have 15 minutes to see a client and it's the last client of the day, you're not giving them your best. Right? No, they're getting you at like 5% capacity exactly. instead of even 90% capacity. Yeah. And just because you've never had that experience doesn't mean that it's not true. And I think that in shows like Grey's Anatomy that have had, I don't know, 16 seasons now? How many seasons are Grey's Anatomy? I think, I think 16, I yeah. think. Yeah. And like we've, we see those moments where there's crisis like now, like at COVID, right? Where you're hearing doctors talk about how they're, they're, they're working without any days off. They're working longer shifts and it's just nonstop and it's exhausting. Right. And we don't, mm-hmm. we don't hear a lot of talk about like, you start making mistakes when, when things like that happen, right? Like all of these. And things- the whole point of Grey's Anatomy is they show the mistakes and the fuck mm-hmm. ups. Like yeah. they show it. And that's a drama. That's what not all of at. them are real <laughs> things. It's dramatized, whatever, yeah. but it's based on actual stories and, and things that have happened. Leaving yeah. a clamp inside during a surgery that has happened yeah. um yeah i mean yeah but but just like oh wait a minute that's that's possible right and and i'm talking mm-hmm. about like this is just therapists talking about other therapists and like having this idealized version i'm like i'm sorry that you you've you've never been in a situation that was that bad right and i have and i have mm-hmm. way worse examples of that from other people not personally but i've i've talked to people and i know, I know about them and i know how it's possible and if you apply that to just anything or like if you've if if like if you have you only have one skin tone you have no idea what it's like for other people right with a with a different skin tone and what they've been to you you know gender race everything like there's so much there's so many experiences that you just cannot even imagine and if it weren't because of storytelling right like like not just media in general right like we always use the word media but really i'm talking about storytelling like people telling their stories whether it's fictional or not i've talked a lot about how how much i'm loving tiktok because it's just it's just people I only got a minute. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me give you an emotional um, story of, of how I feel or what happened or giving it to you in a way that makes a lot of sense. And I've, I'm watching more YouTube lately than I am um, television. Like there, there, yeah. Like I, I watch things from I even, even just the idea that like I watch a lot of anime, like I'm exposed to like these ideas. Sometimes like, why, why do it? Like, Oh yeah, no, because that's another country where this was made. Right. Like they don't, it's different over there. The culture is different. So you wouldn't do things the same way that you do here or the way that you've done it in your entire life. And just the openness to, or the, the exposure to different kinds of experiences and stories is valuable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't always work, but just, it is, it is incredibly valuable to, to have that. And, and just repeating the same story, even just like, even, you know, using the capitalism argument, even just repeating the same stories over and over again gets boring, right? Like sometimes you want diversity just for the sake of novelty and, and diversity, like things will be like, oh no, like we're canceling the show. Cause like people stopped watching cause it's just the same stuff over and over again, mm-hmm. you know, um, whatever works, whatever gets us the, <laughs> to, to tell different yeah. stories. Yeah, that that makes me think of um, conservatives, uh, Republicans talking about how universities are a hotbed of liberalism. (laughs) But in reality, it's exactly what you're talking about. It is people going from small groups of their own experiences and the experiences of the people around them who are generally very similar and then moving to a place where you have lots and lots of different people and you are hearing lots and lots of different stories and you are getting introduced to ideas that are so far outside of your consideration that a side effect of that is you're curious about it. You want to learn more and it becomes this sort of um, cycle in of itself where for a lot of people at least 
finding out new things is its own reward. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I know that that's why I like to enjoy, you know, a lot of media. I like to watch, um, especially horror. I like to watch horror from other countries because there are things that I pick up that are horror genre elements, but I'm also picking up pieces of culture that I don't understand, but I can go and look into it. And, um, and just, yeah, see, the, just see that think, there are other possibilities. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. just having that 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 representation of like that thing that you thought, yes and. It's like, <laughs> oh shit. I didn't think to apply improv rules to my my thinking, but actually that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh Trump signed an executive order recently. Um that it's kind of complicated, but basically what it says is that um, you can't do – like the federal government will not do business with any organization that inculcates its um, employees with uh, gender, sex, and race training, right? Or, or that or that provides these type of trainings that seem to inculcate um, anti-American views. And I mean, if if you read any like typical Trump stuff, it's like it's a it's it's poorly written by his people and like not really defensible. But what he's what it seems to be trying to do is reacting to the people who complain that when you go to a training on racism or anti-racism, right, that people feel called out, right, and and. That just goes to show, I mean, that happens. That is something that in, in my work now, it is very interesting to, how do you navigate that? How do you have a conversation, right, without, you know, how do you talk about oppression with the oppressor in the room kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they, are, they are very much, uh, like, some people feel very offended or feel attacked, right? Because, I mean, this is a whole other conversation, right? Like, how am I? I mean, I think media can help us understand this, too. It's like, I'm not a bad person. It's like, well, actually, look at all the, look at the effect that your actions have. And maybe you've never looked at it this way. But, you know, different stories can show us, oh, wait a minute. My, affection, my, my actions have consequences, and I never see them to the end. But this story showed me that this is a possibility. And, yeah. And so, and so having, stories make that easier to swallow, right? Yes. It's like, that's having, having it be a story gives like enough space for people to engage in like identification, mm-hmm. but with enough space that it doesn't hurt their ego too hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And unfortunately, I mean, that's, that's the dance that is happening yeah, on a daily basis. That is the dance. Yeah. It's like, unfortunately psychology has shown over and over again. Uh, if you come too hard at people, they dig their heels in. Put up a wall, mm-hmm. become resistant, and then and then nothing you Extremely. do is going to work. Yeah. 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 And so finding finding the right way to get people to choose to engage because that's that's like the secret sauce is they gotta they gotta wanna be there. Yeah. 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 <sighs> even like even I love talking about the idea like you have the, this affinity for this thing, right? It's like it's in the Star Wars universe or it's like it's, it's you know, it's gay as hell. So I'm going to watch it, right? Like and then something mm-hmm. happens and then like it could resonate with you in a good way or it could just like make you furious. But at least we got you to that point, right, where it's not personal. You don't feel necessarily attacked. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of reflect on what's happening, you know, and then have that experience. And then it comes up often, right? It's like if you're talking about um, immigration comes up a lot, right? In 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 all sorts of stories, and it's a, it's a serious topic. And I've talked to people who have rarely put much thought into it, into the idea of why someone would go from one country to another. And then you see stories about people's horrible experiences. I mean, maybe more people can relate now because so many people joke about leaving the the U.S. Right, but for many I'm years, I'm really relating to Logan right now. Everyone <laughs> r- trying to run to Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I mean that that's one right where it's like, um, you know, X Men always right like this. The X Men is like your perfect storm things, right? of yeah. oppression and yeah and discrimination, mm-hmm. right? And then in that in particular story, it is interesting that they do. I mean, there are many different. Ver- um, versions of the immigration story within the X-Men, even now with the, what's it called? With the, um, with the current uh, run 
actually, I haven't read it in a, in a little bit, but right now what's happening is that they are, like they, ha- they basically set up their own country, right? So they're all in their own country so that they do not have to deal with the laws and the discrimination that they encounter in other places. So they know we're going to create our own place so that our people are safe and and respected and and valued because no other country has ever done that for us. So we're going to do it. And then we're going to have power to negotiate and blah, 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 right? Just like any other country. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's taking it to an extreme, right? I mean, which is very much also what Black Panther did, right? It's like, hmm, what would it be like what would a country be like without if colonialism, like if if it never happened, untouched, there? yeah, untouched, right? No <laughs> empire came in and messed things up, and we were just allowed to progress naturally. What would it look like, right? And it's that's a hell of an idea, and unfortunately, we have no, we don't really have examples of that. And you know? apparently, according to Marvel Comics and the MCU looks a lot better than the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just I don't know, it's it's a great thought exercise, you know, when you take mm-hmm. it when you take it to that to that point. And but it's also a cool story. Right? Just the idea that oh, we can make a different place and this is this is why it's there. This is the world building that brings it up there. So again, Black Panther, such an important movie. So 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 important. <laughs> You know, to tell those stories, like, I don't know, I think Shang-Chi next year is going to be, is going to, it has the potential to, especially. They're filming in San Francisco right now. Black Mm -hmm. Panther, they just, they just wrapped, I I heard the other day, um, Mm -hmm. which is exciting because that means, you know, it's it's actually going to come out at some point. But um, I think Black Panther came out in such a, at such a, uh, like that's the peak of the MCU, right? It's like, you just, you wanted more. Now I'm curious how these new movies are going to fare because, after the Avengers, like there's nothing, there's been nothing, like literally even the movies that were supposed to come out this year haven't happened. And Shang-Chi is going to be one of them next year, but Shang-Chi, like there's very, it's, it's a, it's an Asian movie, right? In much mm-hmm. the same way that Black Panther was a black movie. And I'm really excited to see what they, what they touch upon. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like the, the MCU like fatigue problem is not a, a problem anymore because COVID happens and I think people are just like I need stories it's a drought <laughs> please, now it's a drought please please give me my stories I'm just mm. mad I want my I want my Black Widow I and uh, yeah I want not and not just Marvel I want my Wonder Woman too and I don't I will be happy with small screen but I do want it on the big screen with chills going down my arms because because women. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. COVID sucks. Uh, yes. And yeah, there's a, there's a drought. But those are things that, that also are important. I mean, I'm a proponent of like boys seeing women in power yeah. um, and seeing what it can be like. Uh, so I guess... Your episode is all about representation matters, that's why. <laughs> it does. Representation matters. It does. It does. It does. But again, Not only in identity, but in politics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the idea that there, there are so many different experiences out there that, that the only way that we're exposed to them is through, unless you are interviewing people on a daily basis, Unless, you know, and and having like deep conversations, asking people about their story, unless you're reading people's stories, unless you're, it's, it's, it's hard. Like, yeah, there's the exposure to it when we least expect it, I believe is the most valuable. Mm -hmm. That is, that is us. Again, I'm, it's just what, what people struggle with right now. Like you're trying to, to get something to do, you know, to, to help people to, to, to spread a, a particular idea. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and well, and there's there's so we, like we were talking about. There's so many people who aren't exposed to any of these things that we've talked about. They don't. They aren't around people of other races, or and maybe they'll see these stories and think about these stories when they start forming or thinking about political ideas and and opinions on different issues in in politics like yeah there's i yeah 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are lots of parts of this that are that are moving forward are going to be exciting. We're talking about the MCU. We're getting Shang-Chi next year. We're getting a Ms. Marvel show. Ms. Marvel is super important. It was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, it's just like a comic book, but oh, wait a minute. Like, we spend a lot of time in a Muslim home, right? And we're learning about um, this Pakistani family and their cultures. And they're using, you know, they're not only speaking English. It's like, oh, wait a minute, right? Like, that's that's... But then, but you also see Kamala like playing uh, an Avengers MMO in the first issue, mm-hmm. right? It's like she's super. Oh, she's very different from me, but she's also relatable. And I'm seeing these things that I didn't think of, and even just small things like food and and words and and the way that people dress. So I mean that that's coming, right? I mean that that's mm-hmm. going to that's like that's going to be on on Disney Plus, which is like I'm surprised how ridiculously popular or successful. Uh, Disney Plus has been. I don't know. We haven't talked about this. Put that on COVID too. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, people have children. Yeah. Well, well, people but they have children. But but Disney <laughs> Disney estimated that they would reach sixty million subscribers in five years. That was their goal, and they did it in five months, I think. So mm-hmm. and now they've completely changed their business model because it's like, oh yeah, no, subscription is the way to go. Why did we wait so long? <laughs> Uh, very, um, very interesting. So again, so we're seeing a lot of things. And one thing that they've done also, which I think is is going to be a part of this conversation, is that they're, my understanding is that they've said we're going to provide less leadership or from the top. So there's going to be like more localized um, leadership for different platforms and, and groups. So like Marvel has more autonomy now. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars has more autonomy, and et cetera. Or like they're they're smaller groups now, and part of that is that like, oh yeah, no, when we let new ideas in, it's making us money. So let's just do that, right? So again, whatever whatever works <laughs> to get different stories, and um, well, definitely more stories. Streaming is is ridiculous. How it's just so much TV. But again, there's there's other forms of of media too, and there's just yeah. It's it it matters. It is so important, especially 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 near elections when things are when very important things are being discussed and people's exposure to it is so 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 limited. But if we can if we can actually bring it up or or just point to it, like it's happening, right? Like people are telling stories and it's happening, and and if we can we can use that to to point out what's happening, um, um, and what people's experiences are. It's so it's so valuable, yeah, yeah. Yeah, vote. Did you all vote already? Oh yeah, I did. Okay. Yep. Good. 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 I signed up for uh, update texts, and they sent me a text when they received my ballot, and then when they counted my ballot. Nice. Mine has been received as of today, and not counted yet. But I will get that text. Okay. In California, are they counting? Starting counting on election day? Is already. that what happens? Yeah. No, 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 now. Already started. started counting. Oh, okay, okay. Just yours hasn't been counted. Got it. They sent out the mail-in ballots on the 5th. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that they, they started counting them as soon as they started getting them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other day. Yeah, because in theory, you could get your ballot and then immediately take it to a Dropbox. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when when I got my my ballot and I I mailed it in and I got that email confirmation, I I posted it on social media because I wanted people to see like you can do this, you can you can mail it in and it works, right? Like some people are trying to tell you that it doesn't work. Here's an example of it working, and I did that because I follow there's a there's a a store. Um, here in Chicago called Nakama Toys that sells Gundam and, and stuff from Japan, like Gundam models and stuff from Japan. And I I love their Instagram because it is, it is just like, it is like 90% social justice and then like 10%, hey, here's our new, <laughs> here's the new stuff we've got. Also make sure you wear a mask. And when they, when they voted, they posted that confirmation and I was scared to, to like use the post office and all that. But that, but oh, okay, no, I saw... I saw an example. All I was hearing was like, you can't trust the post office. Things are horrible. Everything is bad. And just that one example of like, oh, like it, it worked. Just the possibility of it was enough to make me think like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I have enough time. I think I'm, I'm going to go forward. And then 
I did it, and I hope that that did the same, right? It's like, oh, 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 yeah. Some people, look at that. It worked. Just as a side note, um, don't mail in them now. It, now you should drop them in an official ballot box. Yeah, it depends. It, it depends on your on your on your state, but yeah, it's too close now <laughs> to to take any chances. Um, definitely, but like you know, a month ago or five weeks ago, when 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 all that was happening, again, just more examples of. I mean, it can go either way. It it it, it goes either way. You can be you can see a, a version of of events that scares you, um, but also, it's it's just important to. To have those story to have stories out there that are different from your own. All right. Well, I guess I'll see you all after after the election. Mm-hmm. Everybody doing okay? Regarding yeah. all that? <laughs> Everybody got their anti anxiety medication refilled mm. recently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Next Tuesday and Wednesday I've signed up for all sorts of stuff. <laughs> And you don't know what they're going to be. Is it a party, or is it, or is it a support session? <laughs> what, what are we doing? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what it's going to be. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm going to find a like an old abandoned mine shaft to scream into. I think that's what I'm going to do okay. all day on the third. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll be seeing clients all day on the third. <laughs> Yeah, they are very, very grateful for therapy on election day. Yeah, I was gonna break up with my therapist, and I was like, actually, my next session is on election oh, day. So, I'm, oh my god, I'm that's one. the therapist version of like, I don't want to break up with them like on Valentine's Day. I'll wait till afterwards. Yeah, I was like, mm, <laughs> I think I might need. It might be good to keep the session, the next session being on election day. I'll keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, I told him as much. It yesterday. does. It does provide you an opportunity to like full rage out and then end the session with, and I quit. And I quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Laura, let us know if any of those happen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think they like me. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody likes Laura. <laughs> I might do it either way. It's like I've just been going to in, in case things go bad. <laughs> so if things we're I, <laughs> we're not gonna have an answer on Tuesday. <laughs> I know, I know, but like you're gonna have to hold off another week or two or a month. We don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know. It, but you don't know what's gonna. You don't. You can't see the future. What's so, that was what like two three years ago now, Josue, when you went on that uh, no. No technology retreat. Oh yeah, no phones. Yeah, I feel like I could definitely use that right now. <laughs> are you uh, Are you talking about when I went on a like a, a ten day retreat, or when um or Hurricane Maria <laughs> when I had <laughs> when you when you opted when in, I opted to in? not oh, having okay. access? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I opted in, the, the choice is is very important. Yeah. Again, <laughs> having that agency there. Yeah, I I don't know if I could do another retreat like that where I would. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to focus. I wouldn't be able to do the work that I was there to do. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I'm gonna be and on right TikTok at, all Then the weekend day after election day, we've got extra life. So focus on the kids instead of on the horrible things. I am preparing um, lots of stuff for extra life. So yeah, yay. Yeah, yeah that that that's really my priority next week. I've been telling people it's the election. You already voted. You already voted. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like, I'm like, that's that's my answer to a lot of things lately. I'm like, I don't care. I already voted. Like, <laughs> don't send <laughs> me any thing. more videos. I'm, like, I'm good. Stop sending me emails, yeah. texts, pamphlets fine. in the mail. I don't need it. I already voted. Yep. Thank you. Stop calling me. Please stop. stop please stop calling, calling me. Please. Please stop. I haven't been getting as many phone calls as Actually, texts. you know what? I think you know they what? figured out texting is like the way to go. I've, <laughs> I've been getting texts too. I think I'm just going to forward them that Vox article that says like, look, I don't think this is this works. Like, stop. Also, stop. Stop calling me. I I support that idea, but I do want you to know a lot of those texting programs don't accept links. <laughs> I'm going to try anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, I, I was doing texting um, earlier in the month. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting system they use yeah. for that kind of stuff but um it can be very annoying i mm-hmm. agree 
A friend yep. of mine was doing hand-drawn postcards. He's a cartoonist and was doing hand-drawn postcards for each of the uh, Flip the Senate candidates. Um, nice. And they're very beautiful. I hope the people that get them appreciate them. Because <laughs> it's not like a pre-printed, like, thing. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't, I don't, uh, in, the, in that research that I saw, I don't think um, hand-drawn postcards were, the effect of them were studied. But, uh, yeah. I hope that, I hope they're good. Yeah. See, if you put art on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then yeah. it's art. Then it's art. Then it's art. <laughs> Look, really, the the if anybody needs uh, support, um, you don't have friends to, to talk to, um, to rejoice with, or and or cry with. Uh, come to the Discord. Hit Discord is yeah. Is hit us place. up. We're on the Discord. We'll be on the Discord. Um, I'm sure it will be popping off on the third. Oh yeah, yeah. All those yeah, people who <laughs> oh, haven't geez. been there in a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> geektherapy.com slash discord come, come come join us for more geek therapy visit geektherapy.com thank you so much for listening remember to geek out and do good and we'll be back next week this episode was brought to you in part by our patreon supporters we'd like to say a very special thank you to our supporters at the evangelist level and above including mark booney lydia jamila adam doe gay pat and joe lynn to learn more about how to support geek therapy and gain access to exclusive content visit patreon.com slash geek therapy